2: Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, Your team. Every, day. Every, day. Every,
1: day. every day. And don't forget, you can get involved with this podcast anytime. I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter. Also, nickashew.com slash locked on Redskins. It's what it's all about. It's a podcast and it's training camp right now. And there's a whole lot of moving parts, a whole lot of stuff going on. But this is when it's fun. There's all these expectations, right? There's a lot of excitement. I can't tell you how many tweets I've gotten from people that are crazy enough to think this Redskins team is going to win 12 games. Look, Redskins are better. This Redskins team is not going to be a 12-win team. I mean, look, crazier things have happened in the NFL, but if I'm going to put my money on it right now, my prediction before even preseason, which is crazy, is that they're an eight-win team. I think that's fair. The NFC East is going to be tougher. The NFC as a whole is going to be tougher. You got to look at their schedule on top of that. It's not an easy schedule. Now, you've done this game before, and I haven't done it on this because I've only been doing this podcast a couple of days for you, but you ever done the whole win-loss, win-loss, loss, loss, win-loss, loss, 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 win type of thing when you go down the Redskins schedule when it comes out right at the beginning? I mean, it's fun. It's nice for us to do that as fans, but let's be honest with ourselves here. It's really stupid. It really doesn't make much sense. Look, on my show on 106.7 The Fan... I have plenty of people that think this team is a five-win team and then people that think it's a 12-win team. It's probably more fair to put it right down in the middle, but that's what happens in training camp. We we expect a whole lot more out of this team, out of any team that we're probably going to get. I was telling the story the other night on the show, I, I can remember when I was probably, I don't know, I was a kid, so I was really young. Remember when Steve Spurrier was here? When Steve Spurrier was coaching the Redskins and they had Trunk Candidate in the backfield. Remember Trunk Candidate? it didn't work out very well. But they had that pass-happy offense, the Steve Spurrier offense, right? The ball ball coach. And <laughs> I remember trying to justify to myself, I was like, well, you know, I was a kid, I remember this. So I at least have an excuse here. I'm like, well, you know, he's got his you know quarterbacks from, from college in Florida, so they know his offense. He's got a lot of receivers and trunk candidate in the backfield. Won't need a ton of carries because he's going to pass the ball more. And, you know, he's really fast, so that speed is going to justify it. Yeah, like, this this team definitely with Steve Spurrier. This is built right for Spurt. It just... I mean, they didn't show the same thing they did in Osaka. That's what we got, right? Like it just it didn't work out at all, but that's that's fine. Look, but you can look at what's going on now with the Redskins, right? You can see Alex Smith giving stability to this team in camp. I always say this, like running backs age like milk and quarterbacks age like a fine wine. Alex Smith brings a veteran leadership to this team, a respect to this team, a continuity to this team that we haven't had before. Listen, Cousins did a lot of great things offensively for them, but there were always a lot of question marks. What was his future? Was he going to be here long-term? Was he really trying to pad his stats a little bit to make sure that he got a better deal in the offseason? We've heard players say that. Now we've heard players come out and say, well, Alex Smith's a guy that we know is going to be here a while, that brings stability to us. That goes a long way. you got to keep in mind, Alex Smith being 34 years old, he says he's a young 34, and I think that's fair, right? The best quarterbacks in the NFL are in their mid-30s or later anyway. I mean, think about Drew Brees. Tom Brady's like 100 at this point. Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger. These are names of the quarterbacks that have had the most success, and look where they are in terms of age. And Alex Smith knows that he can continue his career because of the experience that he's had.
3: Yeah, I don't necessarily want to put labels as far as prime or any of this, but I, I feel like my best football's still ahead of me, certainly. I, f- I still feel like I've been ascending. I still feel like I haven't reached my potential, um, and that's still what I, you know, pushes me, challenges me to continue to strive to get better. I still feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a young 34-year-old, um, and and I do have a lot of ball left ahead of me, and I'm excited uh, to kind of keep pushing that, push
1: that ceiling. I still feel like I haven't reached it. I mean, like in all honesty, how many 21-year-old CEOs do you see out there? The quarterback is the CEO of your team. I get it. There have been people out there that have created these tech companies that have been young but they're still learning on the job too. look at Facebook right now. How's it going for Mark Zuckerberg? He's learning on the job too. Okay. He created something that was great. The burst onto the scene, but even he's got to learn. You have to, you can create a startup, but you still have to learn your own business and quarterbacks are the leaders of your team. Alex Smith is the CEO, not just of the Redskins offense, but of that team as a whole, because it's that important of a position. Listen, you gotta have experience. You gotta have poise. You gotta have great leadership qualities, and that's what Alex Smith brings to the table.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think this time of year, I think all, all these teams, every team has lofty goals and talks about uh, all these end of the year things. I think the important thing this time of year is to stay short-sighted. Uh, we had our first day. We needed to have a great day. I felt like we did that. I felt like we had great competition. The only the only way we're gonna get where we need to be is through great competition here in camp. I mean, we're practicing against each other for the next couple weeks and, and we got to have great work. We got to make each other better, you know, and then from a short side standpoint, you know, that, that trickles into preseason and, and then all this is gearing up for that opener. So, I mean, I, I think all focus is on that, but really it starts here with camp. we got to have a great
1: camp. We got to have great work against each other. Uh, we need to make each other better. There's a reason why Johnny Manziel couldn't act like a drunk idiot, but Gronk gets away with it. Like, think about that. Nobody ever talks about this. I always try to bring this up. Like Johnny Manziel, when he was with the Browns, was out there partying and getting criticized for it, Gronk was literally doing the same thing. The difference is, well, he's a tight end. He also came to work and practice and was part of an organization that won a lot. But besides that, you get the idea, right? You just There's a different expectation for you as a quarterback. Age, really, honestly, it's a good thing for a quarterback, as long as they take care of themselves. You got a ton of playoff experience from Alex Smith, a lot more than Kirk Cousins had, and he's... Always had a chip on his shoulder, but he still had this humility on top of it, which makes him, again, somebody that's really respected around the NFL. And also, he doesn't care about Instagram or anything social media, right? He thinks those workout videos are stupid. Thank you. That's what we want. Who cares about those? I don't want him to care about it. I don't want him worried about T-shirts with slogans on it or a logo or any of those things. I mean, we rip... RG3 for his branding that he had. We don't really rip Kirk Cousins enough for the way he approached it because the team was at least more successful, but even he cared about it. I mean, he did. And I'll never blame athletes for caring about building a brand, making as much money as they can, especially in football, because one play can alter the trajectory of your career. But that being said, it's refreshing right now for somebody like Smith to come in here and just literally be about football. You hear him at press conferences. You just heard him. He just sounds like a guy that's a leader that walks into a room and says, I own this. Let's go. This is about football. I mean, the issue for me has never really been about maturity with him anyway, since he was traded to the Redskins. The real issue is just how he'd hold up physically in his mid-30s and beyond anyway. Now, he hasn't missed a lot of games. He hasn't been known as being an injury-prone quarterback. But since 2013, when Alex Smith was traded to Kansas City, keep in mind that he's been sacked 192 times. That's third most in the league. So that's just something that you have to keep in the back of your head, that he has taken plenty of hits over his career, and he is getting older. And Father Time, always undefeated, always wins every single time. And the Skins have had issues with player health. They've certainly had issues with their offensive line and the depth there. So there are questions still on the offensive line. What's going on at left guard? Is that going to be something they can depend on, or is that going to be a major liability? So the issues with player health – That's the one thing you have to keep in mind with the Redskins, especially with that offensive line. But luckily, they haven't had issues. Knock on wood, or I guess a microphone. There's not really any wood in this studio. But luckily, a quarterback, they haven't had those issues in terms of health. And luckily, too, they also, if they need him, they've got Colt McCoy locked up for this year and next year as the backup quarterback, too. All right, everybody's been talking about Trey Quinn, right? Mr. Irrelevant. Is he going to make this team? Could he end up being this diamond in the rough for the Redskins? We'll hear what Jay Gruden had to say about him next. I'm Nick Ashew. This is the Locked On Redskins podcast.
3: You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
3: Your team, every day.
2: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy.
1: Look, we're all busy at times, right? Like it's really hard to find time to go to the gym. We hear it all the time. You got vacations in the summer. You've got tons of work, maybe in the winter time. Whatever that is, you need motivation, and maybe you want a trainer or a group class, but that's time-consuming. It gets really expensive after a while. If you've ever wished that you could have the gym come to you, NordicTrack has a series of training equipment that would give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your homes. So you don't have to leave, which is great because a lot of times we just don't want to leave our house. They got treadmills, exercise bikes. Incline trainers, strength, whatever you're looking for. They have all of this. You put it in your home. You don't leave. You don't drive. You don't sit in traffic. You don't deal with other sweaty people that don't wipe down the machines. It's perfect. You can even, check this out, join high energy streamed workouts any time of the day without stepping out the door because we love technology. And again, it's another way that you don't actually have to leave your house and still not be totally lazy. Here's the cool thing too. You can join these streamed workouts in studios and exotic destinations around the world. Like They're really creative with this too, start your day with a run through the streets of Paris, you can end with cross training on the shores of Thailand or work out on an African safari and you don't actually still again have to leave your house at all. The workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure that you meet your fitness goals. And we got a special offer for Locked On Redskin's listeners. Get $75 off your NordicTrack purchase by visiting nordictrack.com/lockedon and using the offer code locked on. Again, that's N O R D I C T R A C dot com slash locked on, and use the offer code locked on during checkout and save $75 off your purchase with Nordic Track.
2: You are locked on, Redskins.
1: Every year it's become this tradition among Redskins fans who's gonna be the next preseason hero, right? Who's gonna be the star in the preseason for the Redskins? It was Marcus Mason, right? It was Colt Brennan, Chase Daniel not going to be a quarterback because we've already got the quarterback position settled for the Redskins but Trey Quinn has been that name that's been thrown around a lot Jay Gruden's been asked about him a lot and he was asked about him at his press conference and he's not shy about acknowledging the fact that he's got some talent and he brings some intangibles to this team Gruden also after Trey Quinn talked a lot about Jordan Reed and what the plan is for him moving forward
0: uh got the pads on last couple days of practice you had um I know that, you know, when you get to the lines that, you know, the pads, you can really start to tell a lot more. How did they uh, – offensive, defensive line, how did, how did they come through that and how did they look? They did good. You know, it was uh, pretty good. It was the first time I put the full gear on, pants and everything. So we'll have a couple of those throughout camp. We did a live session with the threes, just to try to get some tackling in. And, but overall, I thought the uh, tempo was great and uh, pad level was fine. You know, obviously every practice you're going to have – Fundamental issues you're going to have to clean up with pad level and assignment-wise and all that. That's why we're out here. And uh, but overall, I thought the tempo was good and, and pad level was fine. Are there injuries from two days ago or the off day? No, there wasn't. By golly. We we got rain in the forecast here for the next couple days. Um, how are you guys monitoring that? Yeah, definitely in the morning uh, unless it's lightning. We're going to try to get out of practice. You know, in the rain. Afternoon walkthroughs that's different you know I I have to try to gauge how much rain there's going to be because I don't know how much we're going to get through when you have to walk through and it's pouring down rain you know we might go in a gym or something like that but even that gets congested so uh, like the other day we just took that walkthrough period and had a uh, extended meeting time which was really good for guys to sit out and uh, catch up on all the practice film and and preview some other things that we're going to see. Jay, when you have this bringing this many guys from one school, say Virginia Tech, Alabama, does it make it easier for them to transition to this level, or does it make it easier to teach them when they all kind of know how each other plays? Um, a little bit, but I think more comfort level for those type guys, because they have people that they know, and they've been around, so they have at least somebody they can gravitate to instead of being brand new. You know, it is being a new kid in the lunchroom at a new school. Uh, I know that, because my dad was a coach. It's kind of uncomfortable, but these guys uh, have a comfort level with the guys, but... Always there's going to be different ways of doing things, fundamental coverage, terminology, uh, something they're going to have to study and learn um, and maybe get out of some old habits that they've had that we have to try to break them of, uh, which takes some time. But uh, for the most part, I think having guys from the same school, comfort level with people is probably the best thing, but they're going to have to learn something new.
1: Josh Norman was saying the other day that having Alex Smith out there almost hurts his preparation because Alex is so precise with his his throws that he doesn't get a whole lot of work in. What's the balance between trying to get Josh that kind of work and having a quarterback who's not really going to challenge him because in a game you don't want him challenging those kind of corners?
0: Well, Josh should be getting plenty of work. I think uh, the object of playing quarterback is getting the ball to the open guy and the right guy, and uh, Alex is doing a pretty good job of that right now. So is Kirk. I mean, so is – Jesus. So is Colt. And so is – uh kevin for the most part that's what this offense is built around a quick game and getting the ball to the right guy you know if you're playing cover two we're not going to throw a flat right out to josh norman let him pick it i mean that's just common sense so josh is going to have to wait for somebody else to throw it to him but josh is getting plenty of work we're all getting plenty of work and i think uh it's been good for everybody what have you seen from uh pernell mcfee so far who pernell McPhee? you know pernell's done good you know he's probably going to sit out today uh um but uh, he, he's done a really good job. He's a nuisance rusher now. He, he uh, doesn't look like he's got a lot of speed, but he gets around guys every time. Man, he's, he's very good, very productive, very strong, hard to block at the point of attack. And uh, he's been a, a good surprise for us. I, I have a good idea of what Pernell McPhee is about from my days of Cincinnati when he's was at Baltimore. And he was really a pain. He played up outside, lined up over the guard, and was really, really good. And then he you know, had some injuries at Chicago, wasn't quite as productive. but. Um, I'm banking on a fact we're getting uh, Brunel McPhee from Baltimore and, and uh, able to move him around and do different things with him is exciting. He can do a lot of things. Smart kid and uh, very athletic.
1: Coach, when you draft Trey Quinn with the last pick and he's come in here, he's got an uphill battle to make the roster. What stands out about his game and his determination with this uphill battle he's he's climbing to make the roster?
0: Yeah, it's uh, he, he's 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 fun to watch. He's very smart, you know. You don't catch 115 balls in college, you know, unless you have some kind of idea how to get open in the zones, and and they weren't all bubble screens. You know, he caught option routes, seam balls, double moves uh, from the outside, from the inside. He Did a lot of good things at SMU, and uh, he's shown his ability to move around, grasp a system, see coverage, adjust, break in and out of cuts uh, pretty effortlessly. And and really, he's got really, really strong, strong, good hands. I mean, as good of hands as I've seen uh, out of that position. I mean, big, strong hands. So. A uh, really big upside for him right now. We're teaching him mostly slot behind Jameson, in case something happens to Jameson. So it's great to have that depth there. He also can return punts. Uh, but also, he has the ability to play outside. Coach,
3: uh, Kaishan
0: Jarrett is here working on your staff. Um, um, can you explain, is he an intern? Is he going to be an assistant coach through the season? And what you think of his uh, determination to get back into the game? Yeah, I think Kaishan, um you know, you draft guy, Sean, and we saw what kind of player he was and uh, what kind of mind he had for the game. That uh, he'd be a great coach, and we want to keep him in this organization some way, somehow. Uh, now it's a matter of film. We're going to let him uh, basically—it's like an internish type role—but he's going to work with the defensive backs and partly special teams, to get his foot wet as far as when it comes to coaching. Um, want to make sure this is something that he wants to do. That he's committed to do, and if he is, he'll be an unbelievable football coach. So. Uh, we're getting his feet wet uh, with, uh, obviously, Coach Gray and Coach Rowe, and uh, he'll work with Coach Muncy-Kot Week a little bit also. What about his... oh, he's, he's working out every day. He's still working. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, was a, it was a tough injury, obviously, um, when you're talking about nerves and all that stuff, and he's starting to slowly but surely uh, get some strength back and, and uh, looks great. Jay, you guys seem to have a top four outside linebacker with McPhee, Anderson, and then Kerrigan and Smith. Who are some of the guys that have impressed you behind those? And, and Petey. Just- Petey's been unbelievable. Yeah, he's been great. He, he, Very, very athletic, and you're talking about a guy that can possibly help on special teams as your fourth or fifth linebacker, and he's one because he can run. You know, last year we had him on the practice squad a little bit, and he was active late, but he was doing some running back stuff for us because we don't have, all, all the injuries we had running back. and. He's a great athlete, so uh, he can rush the pastor. You know, he's a defensive end in college, and we tried him an inside linebacker for a little while. That wasn't quite his cup of tea. We moved him back down as an outside backer, defensive end, uh, and nickel, and uh, he's he's done very, very well.
2: What's the, the
1: timeline you're looking at as far as making Jordan Reed a full-time participant in camp, how close is he, and at what point would you want him to be back so he's ready
0: that first week? Yeah, we're going to go these next three days. We have uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then we have off on Friday, and then we come back Saturday for fan day, I believe. I'm trying try to get him some team reps in there, just a couple, um, and then slowly get him going. So we're just going to take it slow, uh, but hopefully Saturday, get him a couple team reps uh, and go from there and build off of it.
2: Hey, Coach um, Martez Carter is in a unique position that he didn't play football the last two years. What have you seen from him, and sort of what's the, I guess, the path of him to really stand out and sort of catch up to these other guys?
0: Yeah, running back, yeah, it's tough. You know, he, he's he's uh, trying to take advantage of his reps. He doesn't get many because we have six guys in front of him right now. You know, but very similar. You know, you you go back to the days with Rob Kelly when Rob Kelly was seventh guy on the totem pole, and uh, every time Rob got the ball, we're like, who's number twenty-two? And then uh, he ended up making the team. So hopefully that will happen with Martez. The more he gets comfortable and the more reps he gets, that he'll catch our eye. But, you know, it's tough because, you know, he's, he's not a very big guy. So he's really not a first, second down back. And the skill set that you have to have for the third down back, he doesn't have quite yet. But I think he's kind of a tweener. Um, but I think he can do some first, second down stuff and possibly some third down.
2: But we'll wait and see. Concerning um, the tackling, uh, the emphasis on lowering the helmet, uh, have you guys met with officials? And how, can you specify exactly how you guys are teaching it now?
0: Yeah, the officials are coming, um, but we also have had uh, multiple videos. You know, I think the, the Coach Vrabel made one, uh, Coach uh, Quinn made one. Uh, a number of coaches made these videos on, you know, for different positions, on basically what not to do and how to use not use your helmet as a weapon. And I think that's a big thing we're just trying to get over. You know, whether it's a defensive end rushing against a tackle, sticking your face in there like that, or... You know, a defensive back leading with your head, even a running back leading with your head. We're just trying to get that part out of the game. Now, there are going to be some bang-bang plays that I'm concerned about, you know, because guys have to lower their shoulder, which means their head goes down and it's full speed. Somebody makes a cut, it's going to look like it, but it's not the intent. But hopefully we'll get all that written down on what the exact rule is. But right now I just know the fundamental thing is if you are using that head as a weapon, you're going to be called and possibly ejected.
1: Coach, with the, uh, the weather forecast and the field conditions out there, can we get an update on the status of Jay Gruden, the defensive back?
0: Jay Gruden is questionable today with a <laughs> sore shoulder, foot, ankle, knee, and finger. <laughs>
2: How much do you have to work to make sure that he's not trying to do a little bit too much and putting a little bit more pressure on himself? You know, it's the same
0: thing with all these guys. You know, the, you know when you're talking about your best players, Chris and Jordan, Trent and, and Morgan, and uh, some of these guys, you just you got to get out there and practice. But it's sometimes you treat them like a china doll. You're like, oh, please don't get hit. You know what I mean? But eventually, they're going to have to put the pads on and, and practice. And and Chris is getting to a point right now. We're going to put him some team periods a day. Uh, you know, watch what reps he has, and the defense will take good care of him because uh, they know what kind of value has this football team. But he's coming along great, and I anticipate him being uh, full go uh, sooner than later. Coach, back here, sir. Uh, talk a little bit about the progress of Kevin Hogan so far at training camp. Kevin's been great. You know, it's, it's just another one, like Martez. You know, some of these down the line guys, they don't get many reps in practice. You know, Alex needs as many as he can get. And then the ones that are left, Colt is a ball hog. He's gonna take the rest of them. So we have to tell Colt to get out of there and get Kevin in there. Uh, but Kevin's done a good job. Kevin has always been a smart quarterback, without a doubt. Uh, University of Stanford, it's a well-documented what he's done in his production there at Cleveland. He did some good things when he did start. Um, very mobile. Um, you know, a very similar skill set to Alex and the fact that he can run and, and throw and do some good things. He just hasn't had quite the reps so we have a great chance to look at him. But uh, when you're a third-string quarterback, you better be smart. And when you do get your reps, you better know where to go with the ball, and Kevin's done a good job of that. Coach, with the uh, New England game heading coming up next week, what do you want to see from your team this week to get prepped for that game next week? For New England game, you know, quite honestly, we don't do a whole lot of Game prep for New England, you know, we're going to try to give them the base looks that we're going to see so we can at least be fundamentally sound and pick up any kind of blitz that might come our way. But really, we're trying to get a look at our guys. And I think we were talking about the first, second preseason game. You're trying to get a little bit of momentum going for the regular season. But the most important thing I need to do is try to figure out our best 53 and make sure we get the guys in there we need to see and give them opportunities to make plays and do some things that they can show their skill set.
1: There is nothing better for Redskins fans than watching anyone rip the Cowboys, especially when it's a former player. Dez Bryant did that. Get to that next on the Locked On Redskins podcast.
3: You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins,
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone?
1: slash credit card. The start of the NFL regular season is actually right around the corner and this season don't sit around watching the Redskins from home when you can be at FedEx Field in the crowd cheering on in person thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Redskins listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use the exclusive promo code Locked On. That's locked on new customers only and this offer is only good through the end of August so you gotta get started right away. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Redskins kick off their home schedule on September 16th against the Colts, and you can be there for all the excitement. Go to VividSeats.com or download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for 10% off your first order. The offseason's over, the NFL is back, and Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game.
2: You are locked on Redskins.
1: So Des Bryant fired back at Cowboys Executive Vice President uh, Stephen Jones for saying the 2017 season was tough on quarterback Dak Prescott because he had the boisterous wide receiver in his ear. So Des Bryant then tweeted out, here we go with that scapegoat-ish. I charged everything to the game and went the other way. Y'all know what the problem is. Don't put it on me with that bull-ass, garbage-ass p- play calling. Everybody line up for the, in the same spot for 17 weeks. Des Bryant going after the Cowboys. That's what I want more of on Twitter. I want more of this from the NFL the NBA's got plenty of this right like the NBA's got guys going after each other all the time we got CJ McCollum and then we got the like, Kevin Durant going after each other and that's funny but the problem is when it's Durant you're just like I'm numb to this it's like the Kardashians posting a nude picture like it happens every day it's so old now I don't care Kim Kardashian's greased up again big deal she does it every day but when Des Bryant goes after the Cowboys I'm all for this This shows the human side of players. Fans relate to this. NBA Twitter dominates because of this. Fans want to hear less about anthem protests, Papa John's, greedy owners, and players bickering with those owners. You know what they want instead? They want more players angry at their ex. They want more players, one, going after the Cowboys because there is nobody that's not a Cowboys fan that doesn't hate the Cowboys. Did I say that right? I think I put that out there. If you're not a Cowboys fan, you hate the Cowboys. There's no middle ground. That's just the way that it is. He went after more people, too. I mean, Des Bryant was going after Sean Lee. He said he's not clueless. So somebody tweeted Des Bryant then and said, Steven Jones is clueless. We all know the play calling for the Dallas Cowboys has been suspect. Even back when he had DeMarco Murray and Tony Romo, we would throw on third and one instead of letting Murray run the ball like we've done all year. Uh, other teams complain about play calling, too. See, it's not just us. That's a good thing. Des Bryant then said to this guy about Steven Jones, he's not clueless. Jerry was the only one who was clueless. S was planned. S was a, a plan. See, I can't. I hate not saying the word. S was a plan to get me out. Ask Travis and my brother, Snake Lee. I mean, Sean Lee. First off, I, it, I know I had trouble reading that because the word didn't make any sense. Was a plan to get me out. It's autocorrect. I hate autocorrect. It's the worst thing. See? Gets all of us. So I don't. Apparently, Des Bryant also accuses Sean Lee of being a snake. Because he said, I got cut. He was the first to know. I find out he was also behind it. Damn. I don't know. Was Des Bryant going to Jerry Jones? Like, hey, we got to get rid of or Sean Lee going to Jerry Jones, telling him to get rid of Des Bryant. I mean, maybe, but it's not like anybody didn't see that Des Bryant shouldn't have been there. Cowboys released him back in April, which uh, they took a $16.5 million cap it for like, it would have been so much money and he wasn't playing like I really just don't see Sean Lee being the guy that goes to the front office. and's like, look, we got to get rid of this guy, man. No, everybody knew it. Everybody knew his time was up there. But more of this, more of this Twitter battle, more of this kind of stuff. That's what I want. By the way, no way the Redskins should actually touch Dez Bryant. Not a chance. No way. Stop asking. No. No way. Diva receiver that can't produce on the field anymore is literally the worst possible thing you could put in your locker room. A guy that can still try to act like he used to be, right? Like, oh yeah, I'm still a star. But on the field, we don't see that production. So then he spends time screaming at his quarterback on the sideline. That's really what the Redskins want. I don't think so. Do not be blinded by what Des Bryant was early in his career. He is not that anymore. And it's really surprising. He's only 29. I mean, receivers don't really fall off a cliff that quickly. But, look, if he goes to Cleveland, maybe that'll work out. It's Cleveland, right? Cleveland's never destroyed anybody's career. No? Oh, 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 they have. Oh, Oh, yeah, things don't work out usually in Cleveland. It's different this time. Totally different. I'll say this, though. I mean, Jay Gruden has stabilized the Redskins. He has—I know we don't really have, like, really high standards— but they've played 500 football and they have an NFC East title with him as head coach. They've been relatively distraction free. He deserves recognition for it and deserves recognition for being a part of at least the thought process of not going after guys like Des Bryant. All right. Don't forget. You can subscribe to the podcast anywhere. Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. It doesn't really matter. Just subscribe somewhere. Also check out nickashu.com slash locked on Redskins. Got a lot of original Redskins content there as well that kind of branches off from this podcast. We're doing this every day. Tomorrow on the podcast, Chris Russell, if you're in D.C., you know who the rooster is. If you're not, we have a lot of listeners that are in Florida, Washington State, Texas. We've seen it all over the place here. And you may not know who Chris Russell is. Oh, boy, are you in for a treat. He is going to be incredibly entertaining for you. Remember, you can keep up with me at Nick Ashu on Twitter. If you have any questions questions that you want maybe answered on the podcast if you have any ideas some things maybe we should do i'm all for it we're interactive that's what this is going to be all about this is the locked on redskins podcast
2: you are locked on redskins